Good morning and happy Pentecost. I can say that maybe happy birthday. Sounds familiar? Because we know today is the birth of the church and we are the church. So I can say happy birthday to you. But also today is the last day of Easter. These last weeks we've been celebrating the Easter season and today with Pentecost is the last time of Easter. That means by tomorrow we start ordinary time. So all of you here, if you still have your Easter gifts, please open them. You have a few hours left. Otherwise, it won't be an Easter gift. It'll be something else. Look for a different name to call it after this. So today, as we come to celebrate the Pentecost, there was a gentleman who was 90 years old and was going to church every Sunday. So then all of a sudden, after so many years, he disappeared. So the pastor got concerned and says, where is he? So the pastor went to his home. To his surprise, he found him in very good health and said, what happened to you? You've been, you haven't been coming to church all these years. What's going on? He says, Father, you know what's going on? When I turned 90, I thought I was getting closer to dying. So I was always present to God to make everything right. Then I turned 95, nothing happened. I turned 100, nothing happened. Now I turned 105. So I decided that God is so busy with other things, I won't come to remind him. So what do we see when it comes to Pentecost? We don't celebrate something which happened in history. Pentecost happens each and every day. The coming of the Holy Spirit happens each and every day in our lives. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes I can say we don't talk much about the Holy Spirit. There is a book called The Forgotten Someone, referring to the Holy Spirit. Very many times when we talk about the thing of the Holy Spirit, we think about the power, okay, the force. May the force be with you as a force. But the Holy Spirit is not a force. The Holy Spirit is a person. Because if you have a force, you can manipulate it as you want. You can use it as you want. But if it's a person, it changes everything. It changes the relationship with you. Listening, respecting, loving, all things come in. So the Holy Spirit is not a force. The Holy Spirit is a person. And actually, the Holy Spirit is the most important person in the church. So in everything we do, let us think about the Holy Spirit. Where is the Holy Spirit in your life? Today, the first reading from Luke, Acts of Apostles, tells us the Pentecost. So the Holy Spirit came on the Pentecost. The question is, why on the Pentecost? Now, what you can think of is that God has always been revealing himself to us through the Jewish ancient traditions, religious practices. So if you have a flashback, the first feast was the feast of the Passover. What happened on Passover? It's a time they sacrificed the lamb to take away their sins for atonement. On that day, what happened? Jesus was, was crucified as the lamb that takes away all our sins. Then they tell us that Jesus rose on the first day of the week. Okay? What's that? Among the Jewish feasts, it's the feast of the first fruit where the Jews went to give thanks to God for their first fruits of their harvest. 
So Jesus, by rising on that feast, says, okay, it's not coincidence. He rose on that day. He raises us the first fruit of God before anything else comes in. Now, 50 days later on, the next feast is the Pentecost. For the Jews, the Pentecost, or as they call it, the Shavuot, was the feast of weeks, if you want to call it. And with this, they went to give God thanks again. So Jesus sends the Holy Spirit on that day. It's not by accident. He does that. So God has been revealing himself through this ancient Jewish religious face. He's communicating himself. Now, those are three feasts. Now, those of you who are very interested in the end times, I can tell you the fourth feast. It's the Feast of Trumpets. And that happens in September. So those of you interested in that stuff, you can go and about that. But what we see today, when the Jews celebrated the Pentecost, it was to commemorate the first giving of the law. When God gave Moses the law at Mount Sinai, that was the commemoration of Pentecost. But we see what happens. God gives the Holy Spirit on the same day. He says, this is it. But in doing this, he's fulfilling the promises he made. If you go back and open your Bibles for all the prophets, God promises to send the Holy Spirit. But when you go to Joel chapter 2, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on every flesh, every human being will receive the Holy Spirit, male and female, young and old, slaves and free, everyone. And that we see today being fulfilled in our first reading, Acts chapter 2. When the Spirit comes, what happens? All those disciples of Christ receive the Holy Spirit. You can't say no one was left out among the disciples. They all received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And immediately they began to proclaim the wonders of God. So the Holy Spirit we have is a spirit of service. God gives us the spirit, the gift we receive for service of the church and the entire human family. When the spirit comes, what happens? How did they know it was the Holy Spirit? In the ancient times, God communicated himself through many different, different forms. But one of them was wind, the wind of God. If you, if you remember Elijah, hearing the wind, the peaceful, calm wind, God was in the wind. Okay, they knew when the wind came, it was a symbol of manifestation of God's presence. But also, fire was a symbol of God's presence. Remember in Exodus, Moses sees this burning bush, but it's not consumed. He says, let me go and see what's going on here. It was an encounter of God. So when the disciples see this, they realize what, they know what it means. Because they knew what the region was, they knew how God communicates, and immediately they realize it's God's presence among them. And immediately they step out of their fear, and they begin proclaiming the good news. Now, fear can hold us, all of us back. All of us, we're afraid of something. You and me, there is something you're afraid of. Maybe it's a sickness. Maybe losing someone. Maybe losing your own life. We have something you're afraid of. The disciples, the gospel tells us, they were afraid and the doors were locked. 
Why? Because they thought those who killed Jesus are coming for them. But the second fear they had was the fear of the guilt they had. They all had abandoned Jesus when needed them most. They denied him, they betrayed him. There's another fear of guilt. That's why when Jesus comes, the first thing he says, he says, peace be with you. He doesn't ask them, why do you deny me? Why do you abandon me? He realized only peace he gives can take away all that. Once he gives them the peace, the gospel tells us they rejoiced. Then he gave them the Holy Spirit and says, now go out and bring my forgiving love into the world. They experience God's forgiveness and God's mercy. And so he sends them into the world to bring the same forgiveness and mercy as they have received. Today, the question is, as Easter comes to a close, which gifts are you seeking in your life? Which gifts are you asking the Holy Spirit today that I need this gift, Holy Spirit? And once you receive that gift, what are you going to do with it? So as Easter ends, God is sending us into the world. Receive the Holy Spirit and go and change the world. Proclaim the wonders of God in our lives so that we may touch other hearts. In realizing that we know we've been set on a mission. So Easter is over, the mission begins. Where is God sending you? And what are you going to do when, once you get there? The Lord be with you.